Welcome to the Freedom Challenge Online with host and director of the Freedom Challenge, Tracy Doherty. Our mission is to do good by helping enslaved women and children, to do more than you ever thought physically possible, and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. Hi friends, I'm here with Susan Howard, co-founder of Love Defined and fellow Freedom Sister. And we are on a part three of a four-part series called Persevering in Peru. Yes. And Susan is sharing about her journey at the Machu Picchu Freedom Challenge and how that journey has impacted her life and her response to suffering and difficulties. We are learning so much Mm -hmm. from you, Susan. Welcome back. Thank you. And would you recap a little bit about what we've been talking about these last two sessions? Absolutely. So ultimately, we've been talking about persevering and just the experience I had with God's Spirit on those trails in Peru and how he placed within me just an urgency to walk beside sisters in the Lord, to prepare us all to persevere and end well in our lives and in our journeys with him. And what I learned on those trails, what we've been talking about so far is, first of all, preparation matters and that the scripture gives us clear understanding because the merciful father that loves us gave us clear understanding of what we can expect in life. In this life, we will have troubles, but right, take heart, I've overcome the world. And the reality is, is throughout the word of God, he teaches us not only what to be prepared for, but how. And I recognized on those trails and on that mountain, preparation was incredibly, significantly important in order to finish well and to persevere to the end. And the next thing we talked about was that what we think about matters. And the things that we let our minds think about, maybe what we let our minds consume, what we let speak to us, mentor us during times of trouble is incredibly important. And the importance of keeping our minds steadfast on the God who loves us and who never ceases to be good, to keep our minds centered on that and the crucial importance of that for our capacity to endure trial and to persevere through it. So that's what we've been talking about so far, that preparation matters and the things that we think about matters. And we encourage you to listen to those two if you haven't so far, because it's just a great foundation to what we're going to be teaching about next. Do listen. So today we're going to start about revisiting the most dramatic day on our trip. Awesome. And those of you who went to Peru, we've said before what what happened in Peru stays in Peru. We're going to revisit that day. You know what that day is. And it was a day that we got to see God show up and bring courage and comfort and strength and even some miracles. So totally. we're going to crack that open with our podcast listeners. <laughs> what was that that day like in Peru? Well, it was a rainy day, I think more than we expected or even that our guides expected. Of course, we were walking through rainforest, but it was particularly uh, torrential that day. 
so much that as we walked and traversed those mountains, the trail behind us began to erode. And in other words, there was no turning back. There wasn't a way that we could go back on those trails if we ever needed to. They began to erode. So it was forward moving only. (laughs) And there was a moment where we hit a bridge. And let's just say that Peru doesn't have OSHA regulations. No building codes. (laughs) There's no building codes. I don't think there's codes at all. (laughs) Do you feel like, I I just want to say about that moment, I don't know if any of us were really fully aware we we were just sort of one foot at a time walking in the rain that the grounds behind us were even yeah sinking away we were just kind of all in our worlds being in the in the rain totally marching and, forward like and, little soldiers and at that point we had definitely learned how to take one step at a time yes. kind of we you know we had encountered the incredible altitudes and we had learned to climb together which is really a beautiful picture of community strengthen and love one another through those moments and I think when it started to rain it, it, it literally just did feel like another day and to be honest we didn't understand that what was happening behind us until we hit adversity in front of us And we realize there's no going back, so we actually have to move through this adversity. I'll never forget, I was walking on that day (laughs) in the back of the pack talking. I don't even remember who I was talking to. And I heard all this scuttle up ahead. Yeah. And we had consequently arrived at a bridge that, like you said, (laughs) there was no OSHA, no building permits. Exactly. And unfortunately, the water that day had arisen very high, and the constant pounding really did erode at that bridge. So we were beginning to cross one at a time. Through what was very much like water rapids. Yeah. At that point, it had risen so high and it was coming down from the mountain. It literally was at what I would consider rapids. Yes. And so we had this small bridge. If you could just picture, you know, two pieces of wood, just poles of wood crossed by the occasional two by four, maybe. (laughs) And (laughs) Half of them were broken. And they were pulled out of the ground. (laughs) Exactly. So I think... You know, our Peruvian guide, one just kind of tiptoed across the whole thing. It was like it was nothing. So we're all like, okay, no, all right, we're going to do this. And I think we got one climber across that bridge, and the second climber across fell through. Mm-hmm. And it it was pretty horrifying because she was half through the bridge, and the rapids were going under. And, of course, you know, from that point, the water was going down downhill. It was down a mountain. So it was incredibly unsafe and incredibly frightening for everyone. Frightening. The bridge itself broke. And I will never forget what it was like as the leader of this crew to run to the front and see this mixture of my precious friend dangling. Yes. And thinking about her family context and then seeing our guides, you know, just sort of trying to recover and think quick. And my brain's rushing with the ramifications of this bridge breaking Breaking. all the way more than it had. And instantly just started praying out loud. Yes. You know, as many of us were. Just all of us. I think it was just this guttural response to we need Jesus in this moment 
this can't be exactly going down this way. That's right. And it, it literally did feel at, at a moment mm-hmm. an impossible situation. And it was at that moment that we realized there was no going back either. Because we're like, well, well, what do we do now? We have no bridge. So grateful. I couldn't say more beautiful things and good things about our guides. But when you see your leaders navigating their own concern, they never showed panic, which I was so grateful for because it really grounded us. But they were navigating their own concerns trying to figure this out. And we were feeling pretty desperate at that moment. When she and the guide that were dangling got to the other side, that was like victory won. Praise God. Yes. Then I realized, and we all survey, we are all on the other side of a water (laughs) rising rapid and there's no way back. That's right. And there was never a moment, you know, freedom challenges for women, but man, having those male guides thinking quick, thinking strong, coming together. And very fearless. Fearless. Yes, fearless. I mean, at the end of the day, it was a bridle from a donkey and a rope. And the Lord sent a Peruvian farmer. He was literally just prancing across this incredibly difficult terrain, not nearly as equipped like we were for actual climbing. And he had a donkey, right? Mm -hmm. It was a donkey. And so he took off the harness and the rope from his donkey. And ultimately their plan was to harness each of us one by one with a guide on each side of this rapid and help us traverse this, navigate across this rapid. I can feel it, Susan. It's rising up. And my job was to pray with each person as they literally stepped into, I'll never forget, freezing, ferocious, rapid waters. Chest high To the chest high. And how counterintuitive it was to actually... Step with your full, your shoes, your backpack, everything yeah. into this rushing water. Yes. And knowing that we would do this 35 times yes. before we all made it across. Mind you, I think it was on the second person where we decided that it was really important for them to unstrap their backpack. Yes. Because, my friend, when you stepped into the water... You actually fell yes. and your whole body began to began rush to down. rush down. I'll I'll never forget. I screamed out Susan! <laughs> and I got firmly rebuked to by, carry, the leader. by the leader to carry my leadership authority with a little bit more finesse. Yes, right. But you know, I'm watching this and one by one, each person with such intensity, there was not I never remembered letting up. One person crossed, oh, no. praying. It, yes. Next person People crossed, praying on both praying. sides, holding hands, praying yeah. together, which is actually a really beautiful picture. And I will have to tell you, when that water hit my legs and I fell against that one rock, oh. I remembered thinking, preparation mattered. I was very strong. And if I wasn't, the capacity to hold on to the rope and to hold on to the guide would not have been there. Yeah, It was all the force, if you're imagining rushing water, realizing that the end of this is a drop-off. These men were amazing. And we got to the other side of that, and I just remember the sense of rising and relief and God's goodness. We were all soaking wet. It was raining on us. had to keep 
going while your boots like squished yep. and squeezed and they're like don't take them off backpacks yeah. wet oh, and then it's still raining <laughs> exactly. and it's the rainforest and no one's coming to rescue and, and when you have a raincoat but you're wet inside of it it's not fun <laughs> it is not and then we're going we're, we're walking to where a tent exactly Talk about what you think about matters and what you what you prepare for matters. Totally. We had that journey and we ended up in this sweet little, we found this random lady in the middle yes. of nowhere who made us coca oh, tea and, and coffee. coffee. It was a coffee farm, a tiny little family mm-hmm. coffee farm. I felt like that was the sweetest kiss from the Heavenly Father yes. because as a coffee lover, but it's very uncomfortable to have to go from that incredible discomfort into a tent. But this little family hand-roasted coffee, ground it for us, and made us cups of coffee. It was probably my favorite cup of coffee that I've ever had in my yes. whole life. When and they had that there. little barn, yep. and we got to get, we got to get dried that. off yep. and just sort of recover. Yeah, It was a mixture of shock and awe and exhilaration that yeah. God had his hand on each yeah. one of us. Yeah, there was a bit of a reverence on the camp that night, yeah. you know, recognizing that God had had really covered us with his love. And what I realized on that day is, you know, what we worship matters. What I'd love to say about that is the things that we worship in our life And when I mean worship, it's the response of what do we value? What do I give my energy to? What do I get my energy and identity? And you know, it's in in moments of crisis that what we worship actually matters. Because think of this, if what I worship is comfort or maybe prosperity, Mm -hmm. maybe what I gain my identity from is fame, in those moments, the minute it's taken away, then who am I? So So if I am not worshiping God in him alone, and the scripture says in Luke 4, 8, Jesus answered him, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only will you serve. And the reality is, is that's an incredibly merciful statement because Jesus is the one thing. He's the one thing that's unchanging. There's a lot of things that I can value in my life that, you know, give myself to or gain my energy from the things that make me feel like something. And in that moment, I couldn't rely on anything except the fact that we had to have faith in a God who could rescue us. When you're practicing correct worship, when your heart is in line with the kingdom of God, when you recognize that the reason we're here on this earth is for one reason, that's for the glory of God and to worship him and him alone. When you live in that reality, when you face trial, it's a very natural thing to know him in trial. But when I worship something else, when I hit trial, it's hard to find him because I'm not living in that place day after day after day. And I recognized that what we wake up and live for every day matters in our capacity to persevere in this life. So good, especially for the suddenly life. Totally. Just that was such a suddenly. It was one of those, in my wildest dreams, what I have imagined that that would have been a part of our Peru story. Yet as I look back, it was a magnificent part because we got to see exactly as you said, everyone's eyes just went up. Immediately. And gazed toward heaven. And 
And we won't get into the remainder of that journey, but there was several more. There were still more. If you can imagine, yes, yes. those who know, know yep. challenges that we hit before we even got finished that day. Yes. And what I noticed that night was that no one was fretting and fearful. Everyone was in awe yes. at what God had done yeah. and how he had showed up for us. And I even remember the song that day. We had pre-picked songs yes. in our devotions, and it was Oceans. At the time, Oceans had become a song. You yep. know, you, you brought me out upon the water right. in Oceans Deep. We were all like, how could we have even known that that song was picked for that night and even it, before the journey us. began. And That's it really right. did. We were all in awe of the Lord. We weren't in awe of what, oh, that was horrible. That was so scary. I don't even remember anyone being in awe of it, that. Me either. We were all in awe of, the, of Lord. the Lord. That's right. It was beautiful. It was very, very beautiful. And, you know, you recognize in those moments that you, it's like it's a snapshot in your mind that reminds you. To wake up every day and make sure that your worship is in proper order. You know, another thing that I learned is that what we measure, right? It's kind of very similar to what we worship, but the things that we measure in our life is important. And what do we value? So think of any trial in our lives. At that moment, I, I mentor women for a living and sat across from very many, many, many painful stories. And when we're in the middle of our stories, it doesn't matter anymore what we own or how famous we are or what we wear or if we have wrinkles or not. At that moment in a trial, what matters is have we, have we measured our life against the standard of God? Because that's what's equipped us when I live my life and that's my standard and my eyes are fixed on him, the author and finisher of my faith, and I measure my life against God's desires for me, then when I face trials, I'm in a very different place than I, when I live my life measuring it against others in comparison or against the world and its prosperity and all of that. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 12, but they are only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. It says how ignorant in the New Living Translation. So it's like when we measure ourselves against each other and say, well, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. But in light of the word of God, I, I'm not even, you know, it doesn't even look like a life lived for him. Right. <laughs> I have to be aware of how am I measuring success in my own life. And it says in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 2, if I have prophetic powers, if I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith as to remove mountains, but I don't have love, which is actually God's measurement, yes. it says I'm nothing. So I, I just what I'm wanting to say, what challenged me that day and what I'd love to challenge you with is to, you know, what are we what are we measuring in our life on a daily basis? Because yes. it says we can be very powerful even for the kingdom of God. I mean, it's it's saying here I can have prophetic powers. I can understand all mysteries. That's pretty Yeah. That right? That's a very provocative statement, I think, and all knowledge and have all faith as to move a mountain. But if I don't have love, the Lord, he doesn't measure the way we measure. 
He says, so it's, good. it's nothing. And if we are going to persevere to the end and be connected to the Savior, ready to look upon, I, upon his face, I, I, I have this picture of there will be a day where I gaze upon the eyes of my Savior. And in that moment, before all tears are wiped away, everything that I live my life for that wasn't him will bring me tremendous sorrow. Mm. And I, when we measure ourselves by anything else, just like when we worship anything else, the problem with that is this. If that is gone tomorrow, then who am I? So good. Where's my value? But when I'm connected to him, my value never, ever changes. Right. Because he doesn't change. Mm. The two things that last forever, the word of God and people. That's exactly right immensely valuable immensely valuable and yet i think the world is very noisy and loud and it wants to lure us into its definitions of success because what it will do it will it will numb our lives you know paul tells us in philippians he said whatever i've gained and paul was a very smart successful in the eyes of the world very educated. much. Ed, right. Exactly. He says, I count it all but loss in comparison to the reality of who Christ is. And it says it surpasses his knowing of Christ surpasses all of it. Everything else he considers as nothing is loss. And I think that that's such a profound statement for me and something I try to remind my heart of every day, because if we are going to persevere the trials in life, if I'm looking outward for my definition, I will be very troubled when things come that make me wonder. Like if I was to start to look like I'm aging, or and I do, <laughs> or I <No>. start to... <laughs> Or I start to um, not have as much position or I begin to lose some of my wealth or I, my stamina or any of those things. I think we just really need to consider this in Philippians 3. It says, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him. I think this scripture holds a very significant key in our capacity to persevere. Yes. Yeah. And when water is rising and fire and trial is burning in our lives, it's so easy, again, to go into those places of fear instead of God's love. Yes. And then losing your compass about, you know, what is actually God doing through the situation to cause me to look more like him. Yes. And again, I, I just reflect back on, all of our response in that hardship was awe and just personal growth and empowerment. Yes. Every one of those ladies, I know if you're listening, you know this yes. is true, went home going, 
the the life of Christ in me went home going what really matters is people the That's word right. of God. That's what really right. matters is how I'm living every day. I mean, I think every person there when you're faced with, and honestly, we were all faced with, yes. I would say for the only time in my life where I literally had a thought, I don't know how we would get out of this. Exactly. Physically. Totally. You know, there's many times we feel emotional duress or feel personally attacked, but where you're in a place in community where you're thinking, if not God and a miracle, that's right. If those men were there, I, I do not know how we would have made it through. I know that was God's provision for us. But there's something that happens in us that we go, we understand who we're worshiping in that importance, and we also know the things that count in this life Amen. and are able to ground and anchor ourselves in that. And I know, um, again, you've we've talked even recently of some of the heavy fires in your own life yeah. and how these measurements and just the awe and wonder of God. And if yes. you wouldn't mind, just as we close, just bring a little bit of personal to you right now. Yeah. How is this parable that you walked through in 2017 <laughs> intersecting with the fire that you're feeling at this time in your life? Yeah. And I... And I want to say it's really beautiful to be able to talk about that. And I want to encourage each woman in their own journey of maybe what you're facing today, that I can look back, not just on Peru and the hike to Machu Picchu, but on other trials in my life and say, I, I truly can consider them joy for the, the sake and the capacity that they taught me. Today, I am facing a lot of fires in my life through health things, through some interpersonal things, relationships in our family. And I feel so grateful for the things that he has taught me. But what I understand and what has become very, very clear is what I wake up every day to serve makes the difference between whether I make it through my day connected to him or not. Mm -hmm. So what I wake up where my mind is set, what I measure, what I worship, do I wake up and say, my life is about you? Because in Romans eleven thirty six it says, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. And just to remind myself that there is no measurement greater than my friendship with Jesus. There is no measurement greater than my intimacy with him. There is nothing that makes me more important, more significant than who I am connected to my Savior. And when I wake up these days, it it settles my heart mm. because he's the author and the finisher, which means all the things that I'm traversing like, it's great to look back now on Machu Picchu. It feels very different than when you're facing the rapids. Yes. But I tell myself today, he already knows the end of this as well. That's right. And I can rest in that. I can rest just like I told myself, God is never not good. As we cross those rapids, God's never not good. And if he's always good and he's always love, how can I look at this? And I can say today that that those moments increased my capacity of keeping my mind set on him and measuring what matters. When you're crossing those things or being faced with calamity, 
the fact that your gear is more expensive than my gear really <laughs> doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but if you look at our lives today, we do spend a lot of energy on those things. And what I'm realizing when we face authentic trials that make a difference on the future of your life, that it's from him and in him and to him are all things to him and him alone be the glory in our lives. Such wisdom, Susan Howard. Thank you for continuing to open your heart and your story to us to learn from, to glean from. And we'll hear one more time from Susan as we talk about (laughs) what it looks like to persevere in Peru. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge Online, brought to you by the Freedom Challenge, a ministry of Operation Mobilization USA. For more information about what we do and how you can partner with us, check out our website, thefreedomchallenge.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at the FCUSA.